Moving Iron Podcast is proud to be part of the Global Ag Network. The network is going live soon, so check out globalagnetwork.com for more details and updates. Now on to the show. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving iron. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast number 115. This week's guest is Rick Rupp of Ag One Source and Rick, uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome, Casey. Thanks for having me. No, man, it's my pleasure. So tell me a little bit about what Ag One Source is and and what uh, what you guys do. Yeah, Ag One Source is a, uh, a recruiting and consulting company, and we, we specialize in agriculture. Um, my group actually works the equipment, specializes in the equipment industry, but we also have uh, recruiters that, specialize in the agronomy sector, uh, grain and energy, and then we also have a group that specializes in the livestock sector, helping um, ag employers find uh, talent, um, among other things, but, but that's basically what we do. So right now is a, uh, is a pretty hot time, I think, in, in the, the equipment marketplace, ag in general, I think, is, is kind of waking up and coming out of this um, bit of a slump that we're in. Uh, it's not necessarily out of the slump by any means, but we I think we've kind of had a, a leveling off period here, and and there's uh, still some uncertainty out there as to what things look like and how things are, are going to move forward in the future. But uh, for the most part, it feels like the economy is is stable at least. Sound like a fair statement? I think I think that's a fair statement. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now the folks that you work with. Um, you work on the equipment side of the business. Uh, you actually have, have placed me in a position as well. So um, we have had interaction in the past. And uh, give me an idea of, of, what, of what's out there right now and, and kind of what the temperature is of the overall employment marketplace in ag right now. Well, I think um, overall in ag, I think it's, I would say, the employment Companies uh, hiring pretty steady. Uh, really depends on what industry sector, but uh, but I think uh, we're seeing a, a lot of a lot of hiring in agronomy sector. Livestock certainly been been a little maybe a little uh, slower than uh, than the agronomy sector. The second half of 2017 in the equipment sector, we saw uh, kind of resurgence of hiring. After a couple of years of, of kind of pullback, and and the first part of this year um, really uh, was pretty robust for hiring, and I think a lot of that was uh, a lot of the equipment manufacturers, dealers, distributors um, saw an un- uptick, uh, saw things going the other way, and and uh, they decided they just probably didn't think they could take care of the customers well enough, so they they started hiring again and. Certainly, that's been leveled out a little bit in the last few months with some of the economic pressures that agriculture's kind of facing, the uncertainty. But um, but our outlook for 2019 is is very positive for for hiring in agriculture across across really all industry areas. Yeah, now there's a uh, 
there, I would agree with that. It feels like there's there's plenty of stuff going on. Um, there's plenty of uh, activity out there when you look at, especially on the equipment side. There's folks looking at adding some positions that may or may not have been there before um, things went south a little bit. So, um, what what are some of the uh, positions that you see or characteristics that that you see out there right now? Folks are looking for. <clears throat> Well, I can talk mainly for the equipment industry, but what we're seeing right now is there's a, there's really a big demand for skilled workers um, like mechanics, field service product support people, manufacturing production workers. I've talked to a lot of manufacturers that are really worried about where they're going to find production workers, uh, welders, um, but also precision ag specialists uh, and dealerships. Um, there's a lot of opportunities there. Design and manufacturing engineers uh, in the manufacturing sector is kind of a hot area. And um, we're also seeing uh, a lot of demand for strong sales and marketing talent. And some of that is brought on by, um, you know, an aging workforce. But, uh, um, but as companies kind of rebound, um, all, there's... Um, there's definitely a big demand for, for those types of, of people, and we're seeing we're seeing an uptick in, in hiring there. So on the equipment side of the business, are you seeing a lot of folks that are looking to maybe add sales folks to their to their staff? We saw, um, you know, most most of the the openings that we're seeing right now are probably due to um, you know retirements, future retirements, but. But we have seen an uptick this year, um, you know, in companies wanting to add sales force uh, or sell people maybe in the last couple of years they kind of cut back. Uh, we are seeing some manufacturers still restructuring uh, a little bit, though, too, in certain sectors, uh, tillage and um, the spare market, some of those areas, they, they're still restructuring territories and some of those types of of areas, but but as a general rule, um, you know, with an aging workforce and, and retirements and, and you know normal attrition, um, most of the companies we're working with are always keeping an eye out for good sales talent. Right on. Of the folks that you work with, what is the uh, what's the hottest market that you see right now? Like, where where's the the biggest opportunity right now to to, to land that job in in some sort of the uh, in some some level of the ag sector? Well, certainly, um, I think when you look at agriculture uh, in in general, there's there's far more opportunities uh, in the agronomic side of the business, fertilizer, crop protection, seed. So we're seeing, uh, you know, as far as our company goes, that's where, probably where we see the majority of the opportunities. Uh, I think uh, coming up here, I think uh, the next thing is probably going to be uh, – the equipment dealership side, um, probably going to be a, a lot of sales and service related opportunities that are going to be available. That's probably going to be one of the hottest areas. Yeah. When you look at the the equipment side of the business, there there's been a lot of of growth in that market now, as far as as what as what they look at. And I think a lot of people, when you talk to them about going to work for an an ag equipment dealerships someplace i don't think they fully understand what what dealerships are doing and what they're looking for in talent kind of talk about that a little bit and what you see from the equipment side of the business yeah i think um 
you know, we certainly, I have conversations every week uh, with equipment dealers. That the biggest need by far is, is for qualified technicians, and those roles are not what they used to be. Uh, a lot of computer diagnostics today, and you're seeing a lot uh, more professional uh, people coming into that, and 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 so I think uh, I think the key, you know, for agriculture, especially equipment dealerships, is, is the education piece. I think a lot of people don't see some of the opportunities there, uh, the level of opportunities, and uh, the compensation uh, levels that that are really increasing for those areas, especially on the service side. Um, it's a su- supply demand thing. There's not enough. Uh, young people wanting to get into to that service side, but boy, uh, you know, it didn't used to be that you'd find uh, dealerships paying, you know, eighty to one hundred twenty thousand dollars for a a technician. But um, but today, those positions are available, and and we've just got to do a, a better job of educating and, and letting people know what those opportunities uh, there. And that's just one example, but uh, certainly from my desk and and the the businesses, the equipment dealer businesses I talk to every day, that's a, that's a pain point and uh, one that, that, that they're certainly uh, paying attention to and trying to get creative and finding out how they're going to find some solutions there. That is the one thing I, when you take a look at the, uh, the equipment business, I don't think people really grasp what it is that's out there. Um, it, working for some of these dealerships in, this, in these small towns that we're at, um, you can make a very good living working for an equipment dealership, more than what I think they are. And then it's not even it's, – it's the robustness of the business as well. You know, we have we have 10 people on our on our staff that are dedicated to just the technology side of the business. Have I mean, yeah. they're working at – working the agronomic side. They're working the, the, the various technologies that are on the tractor, whether it be satellite technology that reads – the condition of your crop or water probes or, you know, just the GPS parts of the, of the tractors and combines and wind rowers and everything else that's out there. I mean, we have, we have a lot of, uh, a lot of folks out there that are very highly educated and, and very, uh, very technically savvy. Yeah. Casey, um, when you take a look at that and, and I'm glad you mentioned that because they're, that's going to be a growing area in agriculture. When you see and take a look at some of the trends, um, we're seeing a you know a growing number of new technology companies kind of uh, popping up everywhere, ranging from irrigation technology to precision ag technology. And and uh, I read a, a recent AAM article that I think stated that eighty percent of of farm operators that they surveyed are using yield monitors, GPS, soil sampling type technologies today. So, so there's certainly um, a lot of those companies popping up and a lot of opportunities there. Going to be a lot of opportunities at the dealership level, as you mentioned, uh, people that can uh, can work with those customers on the precision ag side, uh, train them, educate them on how to use that technology. It's a growing area. The other the other trend that we're seeing um, is uh, growing demand for automation mm-hmm. uh, in manufacturing and production agriculture, such as robotic milking systems in the dairy industry, uh, robotic welders. Um, most of, of those types of things are, are really driven by the type 
supply of qualified workers, and uh, that uh, that low supply of qualified workers, I don't see that changing. Um, so you're going to see a lot of companies really adapting to, to utilize the technology, the automation, um, you know, in their businesses. Earlier this year, September timeframe, sometime I think it was, but I went to a few college uh, recruiting fairs, and um, when you sit and talk to a uh, an animal science major or a um, any any ag related major, and they're they're looking to go work for a feedlot, or they're looking to go work for a you know one of the bigger bigger uh, companies out there, you know. Uh, Cargill or ADM or one of those types and and you sit and have a conversation with them and I'm you know I can say you know you can use your animal science degree to go talk to uh to that same dairy that you that you have a passion for or that same feedlot that you have a passion for but how, how that chopper is going to work in in their uh in their operation or how that uh wind rower is going to do this that or the other thing you know when it comes to the hay side of the business um you I could tell when I talked to those kids that 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 idea had never crossed their mind to uh, to look at the 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 equipment side of the business and and the machine part of the business uh, and how that works. Do you run into stuff like that where where maybe you you pitch something to someone and and the idea never really crossed their mind, but it's still a direct correlation to what they're looking for? Yeah, we see that a lot. I think um, you know young people sometimes just uh, you know they're just not exposed to, if they're exposed to the idea somewhere, uh, somebody they know or, or their vibe teacher or whoever it might be that, that, uh, you know, share some of those ideas, uh, they kind of think about it. But I think, it, again, it's kind of an educational piece. And, and um, we see that a lot. Uh, a lot of young people just don't know what all is available out there. Um, I think a lot of them do, but I think uh, we can do a, a lot better job as, as employers kind of sharing and having those conversations and, and open that up. And sometimes that, that takes maybe, you know, going and, and, uh, businesses just going directly to those high schools and, and visiting with, with some of those ag kids. Uh, cause we all know, you know, there's not near as many ag graduates, uh, no. looking to get into to agriculture today as, as there used to be. It's a, uh, it's a growing problem, yeah. especially for the demand for, the talent right yeah no that's a that's a good point so on that on that subject um i'm I'm not an ag kid didn't grow up on a farm have no farm background um kind of got into this whole um ag equipment thing on accident but um how how many people do you talk to that are from the outside of the ag ag world that are um maybe don't realize what's out here or do see what's out here and, and and are looking to move into this this career it's a good point casey and i'm, I'm glad you brought it up um, we do certainly most of the clients that we represent and ask us to to bring talent to their businesses ask us for for people with ag backgrounds but uh we're seeing a, a kind of a trend and, and i think we'll see a bigger uh push on comp- ag companies being willing to look at um, people from outside of an ag background uh, that they might be able to train, uh, or they have transferable skills, and and what's going to drive that again is, is the shortage of supply of qualified ag people. 
to fill all these positions that there's going to be now and into the future. So, so I think it's a it's a growing concern, and uh, it does force ag businesses to really think about that and and think about what's most important. Maybe looking at at behaviors and uh, initiative and, and some of the other things, and and where can they they train some of these people that might not you know have the ag roots. And I think technology is going to is going to be that that medium that brings things together. You know, you're going to have to start drawing people in from outside of the ag ag sector to uh, to that with that technology background that they have. Um, you're starting to see that now, where there's more and more of these uh, um, AI companies that are, that are experimenting in artificial intelligence and and uh, robotics and those kind of things that have really no ag background whatsoever. But they're, they they see, you know, when you go back to the automation thing, you go back to the robotics thing, they see a niche here, and there's a lot of companies that are jumping into to the ag sector, and they're they're looking for people to to fill those positions. Yeah, I think that uh, I think we're we're seeing that certainly, and and um, you know when when we sit down with employers and, and really talk to them about uh, that very subject about potentially looking at employees that don't necessarily have a strong ag background and and we just ask them what's most important to you you know they normally talk about things like how well do they get along with others teamwork you know do, can we see examples of that in their in their path can they solve problems and you know uh, do they have a history of you know executing can they get the job done i mean they're looking at at those things and and uh you know, if they see those uh, that those types of traits in employees, normally there's a they're pretty good indicators that that you've got somebody there that might fit into your organization. So um, it's going to be a, a growing thing in agriculture that that, that you're going to see people, you know, coming into these businesses that don't necessarily have agrids. So yep, yep. So if, if what what piece of advice would you give the the recent college graduate or the guy that's the guy or gal that's out there right now that's uh, a year or two out from from graduating from college and, and they're looking at a career um, in agriculture whether they're a farm kid or not how would their uh, yeah. what, what's, what's some advice you'd give them the, the best advice I can give them is there are a ton of internship opportunities out there in agriculture and outside of agriculture and the best way they're going to for them to really determine what their passion is going to be going forward is to to get involved and shoot. I mean, you'll see freshmen, sophomores in college, um, you know, doing internships. And if they can do that, it's going to put them ahead of the curve, not only from, from an employer standpoint of, of seeing them more marketable, but also give them a lot better idea. Uh, they get to kind of try that job on or that industry on for a little while and see if they like it. Um, probably one of the most valuable things they can do. We're seeing a lot more of that. We're seeing a lot more companies that are uh, that haven't even offered internships in the past actually start thinking about starting an internship program. And I think it's it's um, probably the best advice I could give uh, the young people looking to enter the workforce. Yep, those internships do make a big difference when you start. Like you said, not so much for just your building a work history, but it lets you really understand what you're getting into. 
you know what? Because there's a lot of things people have a, a romantic idea about in their head, and then they go do it, and they're like, Ugh, I don't know if I want to do this or not for the rest of my life. And there's a that's a pretty good eye opening experience for most most people out there. You know, you know, the only other thing uh, that I would mention, Casey, that, that we're seeing uh, and the work that, that we like to do with with uh, our clients in agriculture is is it's a, it's an employee market out there, and that's not going to change. And the war for talent has become intense. It's, it's a challenge for every business, uh, including our own, but all the businesses that we work with. So... You know, the things that, that we're visiting with companies about, um, and, and you you know because your organization does a, a great job of this, but, you know, we're talking about onboarding. We're talking about, um, you know, training and development. We're talking about leadership development, uh, career pathing. You know, companies are having to really think about, okay, if I bring this individual into this role, I've got to be able to, to show them a path. Uh, where they can grow and uh, and prosper within the organization, you know, depending on on their wishes, you know, and 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 their goals. But those are some of the things that I think um, ag employers are really, really, if they really want to compete and they want to have the best employees and build the best winning teams that they can, they're going to have to really take a look at some of those types of things because that's what. These key, you know, these talented employees are looking for in an employer um, is companies that really value, you know, the employee contribution are going to give them opportunities to uh, to learn and grow within the organization. So um, that's going to be more and more important uh, into the future. Yeah, absolutely, Rick. That that's a good point in in, in showing that path of of how your. Uh how your career is going to lay out and what, what your opportunities are for growth. And um, not too many people want to start a job and do the same thing for the next 20 or 30 years. So um, having that ability to, to advance and grow and, and, and knowing that your company is also going to grow um, and they're, they're hungry for, uh, you know, to, to become, uh, have a bigger footprint and, and do different stuff and, and be as, as progressive as they can. That's also a, a pretty good point as well. Well, Rick, we've been going for a little bit here and I think we've, We've hit about the high points here of everything, so I'd like to thank you for being on my podcast. Yeah, thank you, Casey. I appreciate the opportunity. Yep. If Rick, if folks want to reach out to you and, and see what opportunities you might have out there or, or help maybe with some professional growth and, and, and maybe have some opportunities that pop up, how would they do that? Yep, they can uh, certainly call uh, our office here uh, in Haston or uh, certainly reach out to me uh on LinkedIn or my email address at rickrupp at agonesource.com. Or find us on our website. Okay. Well, Rick, uh, thanks for being on, and uh, we'll be in touch, and have a have a great holiday season. Same to you, Casey. Thank you. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Moving Iron Podcast. Remember, if you want to continue any of these conversations, you can hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. You can also send me an email at movingironpodcast at movingironpodcast.com. You can also visit the Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel. Here you can find Morning Market Roundup with Chip Nellinger and Angie Setzer. Also, Tax Moves with Glenn Birnbaum. Moving Iron Podcast is proud to be part of the Global Ag Network. The network is going live soon, so check out globalagnetwork.com for more details and updates. You'll be able to hear Dryline Farmer Podcast, Girls Talk Ag, the Topsoil Podcast, Ag News Daily, Working Cows, Heifer Please, Throwback Iron, and Ask Agnes. Please visit movingironllc.com. 
Here you can find information, details, and updates for the 2019 Moving Iron Summit in Nashville, Tennessee. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can leave a review and subscribe at your favorite podcasting platform. And you can find this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and SoundCloud. So until next time, let's go move some iron. This is Casey Seymour. Out. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people.